everybody. We are back for another episode of Mega Sheen, your podcast for all uh, geeky and gay things from a Black geeky perspective. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And it's been a minute um, since we recorded. I'm going to be honest. It's, for a while, I didn't feel like recording. I feel like shit mentally. And I was like, I don't want to deal with this fucking podcast. <laughs> so but we're back. Yes. I, you know, that, that, that seems to be a thing with, with several podcasts you know, over the summer. A lot of people are taking breaks. A lot of people are, you know, going through, you know, some things. And I know summer is always that weird time because a lot of people take off for it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's been an interesting summer. We are, what year 28 in COVID and <laughs> and you know we've had so many things happen so many things happen you know from shootings to pride to yesterday you heard about yesterday with those what was that Patriot Front trying to they all hauled mm. up in 30 mm-hmm. of them trying to go to Idaho you know, God bless Idaho for trying to have a pride event. You know, I was thinking Idaho, but I mean, it's all everybody gets the notion when Pride Month comes, it's like the big ones. It's the New York one, it's the LA one, and then those are the only prides that matter. Like a lot of these prides in flyover states or everyday town America have some really good ass prides. Um, and a lot of these festivals are kid friendly, so you can take your kids there if you have them, whatnot. But let's not take the kink out of pride, neither. You know what I mean? Like, there should be room for the friendliest of kids' prides, and also the I don't want to say nastiness, but the more adult prides as well yeah and you know luckily you know since pride is a whole month and one thing la they do have like different tiers um mm-hmm. in different areas like we just had venice pride there um which is very interesting very interesting it's basically everybody getting high because that's all people really do now are we are we are we doing marijuana high are we doing cocaine high are we doing crack high are we it's it's mostly All weed. Three. Now you know cocaine is a is a is a stream of gas here in this in this place. Mm-hmm. But um, no, mostly Venice is known for people being straight up high. They have more dispensaries out there than any other area here in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. it was already just super packed. And then we also have our um, off sunset sunset pride. We hope pride. Now we have L.A. Pride. Um, this weekend, which is very, it's most, it's the most expensive of prize. But jumping back to uh, what happened in Idaho, I am just floored. Like when they stopped that, like there's video when they stopped, you know, they had all those folks in that U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really think about like, what were they going to do? They found like, luckily no guns, but they found like all this other stuff. They wanted to disrupt it. And I'm like, why? Why y'all? Just go mind your business. 
I want to know why they was all dressed up like they was trying to do somebody's uh repair somebody's PC. <laughs> they did look like construction workers. I'm like, why are y'all dressed like uh the Geek Squad at out at Best Buy? I I'm glad they got caught. I'm glad they were showing faces too. But it was funny. At one point, they were like damasking them just like they do in Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Mr. Wilson. <laughs> I there was a thread on Twitter that people um somebody was going through each of the sh- the pictures and saying do you know any information about this who is this who is this person i was like that's right out them yeah out them put them all over the place call their mama everything y'all can think of because it was and some of them look suspect all of them look suspect i was like well no i mean like suspect as in they probably going out the park getting their dicks up oh yeah I'm going uh, fuck up the gays and then get my rocks off, too. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It'd be funny if that did happen and somebody go out there like, wait, was that you? Like, girl, did I just suck his dick? Yeah, well. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad thing is somebody will probably still do it after the fact because they'll probably, mm-hmm. probably get off on it. But yeah, I'm like, luckily that was stopped. And luckily, we have not heard any negative things so far, but we still got a couple of weeks left of this month. So I'm just, I'm hoping we don't get into anything really terrible, but, you know, I'm glad right. they got them, blasted them. And the cops, they looking like they, like they done something like, well, this is the bare minimum. Y'all supposed to do this. Yeah, y'all police officers, you're supposed to serve and protect. Like the fuck, not you getting uh one kudos for doing the job that nobody. Yeah, I was like, look at y'all. I'm like, this dude, y'all ain't done nothing right, y'all. We still looking at y'all after the Texas situation, the way y'all fucked hmm. And if I was anybody in that town, sue. Oh, I'm suing the dog shit out of them. Everybody, everybody. They even they dead grandparents. Everybody you can get. Get all of that, uh, especially that. Uh, did you see the video of that woman, the parent who was like, she ran in there. She was like, oh. like they uh, tried to um, stop her, and then they arrested her, and they tried to charge her with shit. I'm like, she is ninety feet from her kids, and there is a man with an AR-15 style rifle gunning baby down do you not think as a parent that she would not move heaven or hell to get to her kids like i, I, I don't understand i was like she did what any most mothers that we know would do they'll go in there i was like black mother will go in there and probably try to <laughs> probably try to shoot them for you mm-hmm. know some of them be like, I'm going to go take them down and then I'm going to come back, get my kids and everybody else's kids, and then go on camera and talk about what they did. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, next thing you know, you got a TV show. So, oh, man. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's been a lot going on and we're glad to be back. We're glad to be, you know, in your ears for this week. So, this week, we're going to talk about several different things that has happened on Hot Man's Tea, which has been very interesting. Um, we will, let's get started <clears throat> with uh, 
Black Adam, that trailer dropped. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now wait now, now for what we what we supposed to know is Black Adam was um, around a long time ago and then he was revived again. Um, but this time we're not sure if he's going to be a hero or villain. He's going to be somewhat in between according to what The Rock says. But what did you think of the trailer when you saw it? They could have got somebody else besides The Rock. <laughs> no shade. But like The Rock is going to play The Rock regardless of what movie he's in. Take that as you will. Yeah. And for better or for worse, like what is what is the rock? Is he black, black and white? Like, is he mixed? He's black Hawaiian. I think his mom was white. Okay, so Black Adam in the comics is Egyptian. Mm-hmm. So they could have gotten like a unknown Egyptian actor. They didn't have to go to the ambiguously mixed person. And I'm sorry, The Rock can't act. The only time, The Rock is on there to show off his muscles and to do stunts. That's it. So him being Black Adam, I'm like, so nobody else was available? Especially when a part of me is like, Marvel, they may not always get it right, but they do go out and try to find somebody of that ethnicity to be in these roles. Me DC. Uh, no, I'm saying Marvel. Like their Marvel does that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go. Um, which I'm like, if Marvel can do that part right, y'all could do that part right too. Right. And even when you think about Moon Knight, I think the actress was Egyptian and, and and all that stuff. They and she's unknown, but now people know who she is and they really mm-hmm. the character. We could, they could have been like introducing somebody new and make because. There's a lot of Egyptian actors out there. There's a lot of people from that area that could have played Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been something to see. I mean, it's hard It's hard to see Black Adam when you see The Rock. The neat thing about, I would say with Chris Evans, is Chris Evans was known, but not really known. We knew him from like um, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, not another teen movie, yeah. cellular. But this gave him a chance to really act and play someone different. Because when you see when you see him as the Human Torch, you see him as Captain America. They are two different people. You don't right. see Chris Evans. I um, see The Rock cosplaying as Black Adam. <laughs> that's what I yeah, that's what <laughs> I see. And you know, I I I I'm going to see it. Of course, we're going to see it. But, you know, I do hope that he surprises me. Um, maybe the other actors will carry it because, you know, sometimes they can carry it and, and, and make it really something. I know Aldous Hodge is going to carry as Hawkman. Well, yeah, he's going, yes. And I think I'm still upset they put him in that white T-shirt. I'm like, wait a minute, does that Hawkman wear a harness and wings and some tight-ass tights? That's what we are here to see. This Some white thing, I'm like, he looks like just like a great value version. I'm like, what? When did he ever wear a t shirt? I don't remember that. And I like Pierce Brosnan. I think Pierce Brosnan is fine, mm-hmm. even in his daddy era. Mm-hmm. 
but I would have picked Odette Fair to be Dr. Fate. Mm -hmm. Especially uh, he had did the voice of uh, Dr. Fate in the Justice League cartoon. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, just get him. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, you know, at this point, that's how I look at the DCEU, whatever it's called. I look at the animation. Oh, animation, hands down, is leaps and bounds ahead of the live action. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. And they they have reboot that so many times. But Mm. you still get that high quality and everything we've seen so far. So I just wish that the live action would catch up. But, you know, Black Adam, it's going to have a lot of action. Anything with The Rock always have high action. It's going to have a lot of action. It's going to have a lot of stuff. Where it will connect with other stuff. Other movies we will see. Um, I mean, the- why would it? Like they don't know what they're doing, so why would it connect? Well, it's gonna have to connect with the Shazam stuff. Um, but again, they're under new leadership now. So with Comcast, and Comcast really wants to the Discovery Comcast, whatever it's called, but they really want to take it back to a different era and I think whoever this person who really was talking about that um they realized the potential there's been a lot of there is potential in it they just really oh, yeah. take a take a month go on a retreat and just really map that out I mean is it that hard to do this map I don't it? get what I don't, I don't get the it's so haphazard and I don't, I don't get what they want to do over there. And I don't think they know what they want to do over there. Yeah. But what hurts is it's like you have, you have the blueprints there. You could have looked at the animation, kind of played along with that, kind of get in there. Because, you know, that's how you have the ability to make these things great. Mm-hmm. You really have to do, find the, the, the choices they pick for certain people in roles. You know, some are hit or miss, some are really good. You just have to really work on them and make it really happen. Like I still think that you know Henry Cavill is a good Superman. He just I think so too. Yeah, I think he Henry Cavill is in the same boat as I viewed James Marston uh, in the X Men series. Like they were decent. They they're decent castings, but the script just don't do enough justice yeah yeah like in suicide squad they knew how to stack it up with enough people to make that work the second one was leaps and bounds better than the first i agree even though it still had that same juvenile (laughs) heteronormative straight white men gaze Mm -hmm. to it you know what I mean? Like the humor was, and that's what like the same humor with Deadpool. It's not, and then I'm I'm not asking for this comedic. I'm not asking for Catherine Hepburn or you know Cary Grant and the Philadelphia Story. Yeah. I'm not asking for that kind of level of uh, comedy. It's one with the classics. <laughs> but I'm just, I don't know. It's just a basic level of comedy to me Mm -hmm. like give me comedy like um robert downing jr gave us 
a little bit of comedy when, in his role. Like there were times you were laughing at it. like he was funny. Yeah. Like there and were, he like, was a dick, but he yeah, was funny. But he was funny. Like there was that one scene in um um Infinity War when he was talking with, you know, all the the guards of the galaxy and they were trying to explain certain things. And he had that mm-hmm. look on his face like bitches <laughs> down on my face. Like it was the way he looked. Oh, and they were saying like, oh yeah, Thor, he's not as cute as me. Like it was, it was the way they did it and and the way he looked, he knows how to be a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they could just kind of really tone that a little bit, who knows? But Black Adam, it, it's it, coming. It's coming. We'll see it. Do I am I rushing out to see it? No. Is, is it a first night, like first weekend? Probably not. Maybe first weekend, maybe like maybe That's on pushing Thursday, it, but not on a Thursday. <laughs> like it's not the one where it's like, oh know, hell no, no. We're not doing a preview or a screening of this. Yeah, you can tell me to a screening, or we'll just go on Sunday right now at the matinee. But now, if the Rock is gonna be there at the screening, well, okay, I might yeah, show. We'll, up. we'll go see, and you know, you know, because that man is fine and tall. So of course, we'll, oh yeah. We'll support. We, we, I support for those reasons. <laughs> so that's, and then like you know we got sexy ass Hoffman, which I we need to see him out of that shirt. And there's other characters in there, Doctor Fate. Honestly, I I do all three of them. I do the Rock Hoffman oh. and <laughs> Doctor Fate. I'm just okay. Line them up and hit them down. Well, you know I wouldn't say no to Pierce Brosnan, but Rock and I'll just. Yeah, we'll we'll go to Paris. How about that? We'll see. And not Paris, Kentucky. No, we're talking about yeah, right. If you know, <laughs> all right. So that is out there. Um, we've had a couple of drops out there. We haven't talked about this one. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi's out there. We know Miss Marvel's out there. Um, Stranger Things have been out there. People have been talking about that, but I don't think we talked about. Um, the actress uh, Moses, who plays one of the villains in um, Obi Wan Kenobi, was already getting hit. With a lot of racist views, a lot of situations that were happening. I, I'm like, you Star Wars. Some of you Star Wars fans are just so bitter. And then, then I see that she was going to get like her own series. Yeah, was I like, like that. Each shit, you fucking racist fucks. <laughs> I was like, yes, they go, not only is she in this, but she's getting her own series. She's that good. She's that exciting. I love that, um, what's his name, um, did a, a video about how racism doesn't belong in Star Wars, how dare you. Ewan McGregor, I think it was. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. He, and, he, and I was like, you, I was like, y'all should have known this man was going to come out against it. anything. He's always been on the right side of things. So mm-hmm. y'all knew he was coming out there. Um, and I don't get it. I don't get it's one, it's fantasy, but the whole thing with Star Wars um, has always been about expanding your your mind about what this is supposed to be. We saw this issue with even with Star Trek when they were doing the new Star Trek and mm-hmm. you know, I have they didn't think um uh what's his name's character they basically they were homophobic and what was it? Uh Roddenberg is that the creator of Star Trek? Yeah, Gene Roddenberry. Roddenberry, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, 
y'all just need to be stop being so tired. Like yeah. homophobia and racism is just so fucking tired. Like, come up with something new. What are you going to give us something new? Yes, like come on up with something new. The fact that either both of those, the like the creators have always said it's always been about the diversity and challenging what you know to be your common space. That, that right. They've always talked about that being a big thing. Gene Roddenberry was, he even, I, that was something that when he, when he created a role for um, Nichelle Nichols, that was intentional. That was what he wanted. He wanted to create a future or a world that this was going to be the future. And that's the whole point of all of these. The fact that y'all think we got different creeds of aliens, you think we wouldn't, <laughs> like, I'm like. Right, hey. like. You see, you only see white people in the future. That's, let's put it bluntly. You see us either dying out or being exterminated. So I'm just, yeah, come up with something new, racist. racist. So yes, Moses will be getting her own series. So we'll be looking out for that. We're really excited for that. Um, I need to get started with Obi-Wan. I'm going to start it, but I, my Star Wars um, fandom is uh, very low. Like, the only Star Wars movie that I really enjoyed and have seen all the way through was, uh, I think it was Rogue One. Yeah. When everybody died at the end, yeah. I was like, that was, yeah, that's the only one I enjoyed. Yeah. And I, I'm like you, I'm I'm a fan, but I'm not like, well, let me ooh, let me go to a convention fan. I'm like, right. Girl, we'll see it because everybody else is seeing it. <laughs> like, that, like, we'll see it. I'm not dying over it. <clears throat> Again, you know, Rogue One was a good one. I really enjoyed Rogue One. It was sad, but it was really nice. I didn't realize they I was like, oh, so not nan niggas don't live in this motherfucking movie, huh? Yeah, it was all about what it was like. Hero, it was like this is what heroes do. They have to. This is the mission, and we have to complete our mission. And you don't make it. And yeah, it was nice to see that because it was to set off for Star Wars and a lot of different. Right, movies. exactly. I love that that montage of Darth Vader coming down the hall and murking the fuck out of them uh, folks. And I'm like, well, their sacrifice must meant something. Yeah, but another. I have not seen any of Stranger Things. So I, everything about that show is like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, so this is the fourth season of Stranger Things. Um, it is um, really getting down to the heart of what is the main villain. We've always known it was some creature. Um, we know it was something that is from the upside down. But what we found out, spoilers, Vecna is the villain, but Vecna is number one. So we know there's Eleven. Eleven's been with us from the beginning. The girl, it's like the Jean Grey of the show. Um, <laughs> but Vecna is number one, played by Joey, um, what's his name? Oh, his name's just slipped me. Jamie Bauer something, who, who can play a villain. He can play a villain, y'all, and he plays a good villain in this, but it gives you a backstory of um, number one and how he became number one. So that's not too much of a big spoiler, but y'all have, if you get a chance to see it, it's, it's pretty good. 
Um, I'm guessing they're going to do another season, or yeah, they doing this is part one. We have part two coming up in July. So we're, oh yeah, they split it up like yeah, two or three parts, right? Yeah. So they pulling um, the water on us. <laughs> everybody is. Uh, I saw that Kate Bush uh, running up that hill is into the iTunes, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, I learned. I learned from Kate Bush. I learned Kate Bush from Stranger Things." And I was like, "Well, I learned Kate Bush from Pose." Yeah. Honestly, when uh that white man was going after Angel, um, but it, it, people were like, "Oh, I'm tired of this song." I was like, "It's a good song." What are you talking? Yeah, it's a very good song. Um, it is funny how all of a sudden, because someone asked me like, "When did you learn?" I said, "I think we all learned at different points." So I learned about her, um, in 2000 when I was in grad school. I discovered her i forgot oh vh1 was doing this 100 the top 100 women in rock and roll i, re- I remember seeing that yeah and that's where i saw her i think she was in the top 20 and i saw and i was like really curious about it so i started you know listening to cds um till i got every one of her cds um there's a picture i, I have um, of my old apartment when i was in grad school that has the big picture of kate bush and I just, it's funny, a student just contacted me. They was like, oh my God, I remember you was wearing that shirt when you were, you know, when I was in my old job. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you knew about her before Stranger Things. It's like, I knew about her before you. Was probably even born. High school. So I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, probably before you were really born or even around. So it's like, it's, I'm glad people are discovering her. Kate Bush herself said that she's excited that people are discovering her music. Um, she's excited. She says she never really watched Stranger Things, but she's like, no, I'm gonna give it a shot. I think her son watches it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was excited that her stuff is hit number one again. But I am happy the new generation is getting into her music because her music is very artistic. It's out there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really good stuff, though. It's really good stuff because she is very creative. So, because the group And she came are- around that time in the 80s where. A lot of people were taking risks with um, different kinds of music and different kinds of sounds. Yeah. And so we got so many different uh, genres yeah. because of the 80s and the the risk taking folks did, such as yeah. Kate Bush. Yeah, she did a lot. She even worked with Prince. Prince wrote her a couple of songs in her Red Shoes album. I'm telling y'all, I have a playlist. I have about, it's almost three hours, I think, of her stuff. So um, if y'all get a chance, just go through her discography. Just go through it. There is, the albums are different. They're not the same type. They're usually different in some ways. There's some people that she's worked with over and over again. Like she, her and Peter Gabriel have worked together a lot. Um, and then, like I said, she's worked with Prince. Um, it's, it's really good stuff. So y'all get a chance to see it. But Stranger Things, it was a fun, it was a fun um, part season, half season. Um, so y'all should check that out. Uh, let's see, what else? Well, uh, Miss Marvel is out. Let's talk about Miss Marvel because I thought it was a very, I thought it was fun. I thought it was light. I thought I enjoyed coming into this world with this little girl. I don't want to say little girl. She's probably like 16, 17. She's 16. With this young lady and all of the references to 
Pakistani culture. Like, I love that because it's something that you don't normally see. Um, we got a little bit of cultural references, like in uh, um, Moon Knight, but this one is more centered around family and whatnot. So we get the, I love like the, the, um, the mother and actually the entire family talking in different, they'll like, they talk in English, but they'll reference a brother or a mother or a father in, I guess, Pakistani. Um, I just love it. I, I, I like it. I like the cinematography because it's so comic booky. Um, FYI, did you see a video of those showrunners? Yeah, I think I saw something. I think they are fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, but as well as, you know, you saw, like what you said, I like the way they did like how she would think, how she would tell a story. Exactly, yeah. It's very colorful. It's very, um, um, what's his name? Saves the world. It's very, um, Scott. Oh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. Some of those elements in there. It's a. It's really, really nice to watch. It, it's, it's a whole different thing. It's a nice taste compared to Moon Knight because Moon Knight was a little heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is kind of nice to see how she comes into play, um, especially with her powers, because what she has the nega bands that were in in this, you know, box of junk per se. Um, now, as going to that box of junk, that specific scene, how the mom took those bands away leads me to believe that the mob knows something about the power of these bands. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, I don't want you to touch these, yeah. basically. So I'm like, okay, so how does she know all that? Um, yeah, I, I am excited for how this comes out. And I want to make a note that uh, the whole Avengers con was the same kind of uh, storyline they took in the Avengers game. So we might that that might be an avenue of expanding the universe to include games because we see um just to piggyback off this midnight suns a game dropped um well a trailer dropped and the trailer was using the avengers cinematic theme and in the game you could play as a uh, blade Wolverine, uh, Magic, uh, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, and a couple of other characters. So I'm thinking, well, maybe if they're doing this, then this live action of these characters are not far, far off. Uh, and, you know, that, that whole Avengers Con was really, that was cute. I was like, it was, it, it was cute as hell. Play cosplay, you know, different characters, like the mashes, different characters. Her friend shows up in the old Captain Marvel, um, well, Miss Marvel outfit. Mm -hmm. um, I love that the um, Bruno was like, but that's not accurate. I'm like, sir. <laughs> I was like, that's cute. I said, that was cute. I was like, it, it. Now, I want to ask you, because there's Miss Marvel, there's Captain Marvel, 
and there's Carol Danvers. Well, hold on. There's Captain Marvel and there's Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. How did Captain Marvel what's the difference between the names? Because I'm confused. Well, Captain Marvel was the guy. The guy was um, introduced like in the late end of the 60s, what have you. Um, and it's really, and this kid is really loud. I hear him. Like, he is excuse me. <laughs> it's that same kid. In my neighborhood, it's this one, we have this one kid, one problem child. Well, anyhow, anyway, um, so you have Captain Marvel, and then um, Carol Danvers, as you know, was star, you know, was you know a pilot, all that great stuff. Got caught up mm-hmm. in the battle with Kree, got the powers, and became Miss Marvel. Um, okay, off that, and then later on, Captain Marvel um, was basically Monica. Monica had that title first. Um, and then Carol went from different names. So Carol was, um, became binary because when she went to space, um, became binary um, and gained a little bit more power. There was a more extension of what the power she already had. So she can go back and forth binary once in a while. And then she became, there was another name, which I can't think of right off the bat that she used because she used Miss Marvel. Then she was going by Carol Danvers, but then she, was something else because Captain Marvel was still being used by Monica. Uh-huh. And I think when Monica became a different spectrum of photon, one of those two, she took back Captain Marvel. Well, she took Captain Marvel. Um, and there's even like a comic piece where they talk about that, uh, Carol and Monica talk about, like, you got my name. So, it, you know, they talk about that a little bit. But, um, and I'm gonna look up, I'm actually gonna look up what her other name was, but, um, because she was in the Avengers and to let people know, Carol had a, a bout with alcoholism um, at one point and Tony had to help her get through that because Tony was, is an alcoholic. So, um, yeah. Almost sobriety. <laughs> uh, Warbird. So she was called Warbird at one point when she gave up the names Miss Marvel and Binary. Uh-huh. She was Warbird. Um, basically, I think it was something to do with the military. And um, so, yeah, that is um, something that will be really cool um, to see a bit more of, um, to see how that's going to really play with a lot of Captain America, Captain America, Captain Marvel moving forward. But she took that role because, you know, she's taking this name as Marvel because she is a fan of Carol Danvers. And we saw that in her room. We saw mm-hmm. other things in there. She's like obsessed <laughs> with that. So, you know, uh, eventually I'm hoping that they will bring in Carol Danvers some form or fashion. Oh, yeah, I think they will too. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know how many episodes... Miss Marvel just want to be, um, I'm guessing, at least six, like between six and ten. Um, and I don't, I love going into something not knowing what to expect. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know who those people are at the end. And I have, like, I don't have any kind of, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know who they would be. 
Yeah, I was thinking, are they Cree? Are they, what are they? And I like I that. they were Cree too. But I don't know. Or, or are they, because you know, we're about to get into secret, it'll be secret wars happening. Um, are they the one, because you know, we, we learned in Captain Marvel that um, the scrolls are already there. They're yep. already there. Are they scroll? We don't know because they were different shapes. So scrolls look alike in a lot of different ways. But I don't know. That that's the neat thing about it. Are they hell? Somebody threw out there. They said it's at the Shikari, and I was like the Shikari. Wherever no, wherever the Lalandra is. Shiar. Um, Shiar, and I was like, uh, I was like, well, I don't think I'll, I said. Well, you never know. They could be like. Or they could be Cree. Yeah, they could be Cree. There's. Maybe fun if they do bring in some Shi'ar. I'm like, well, if y'all bring in we're talking. Well, maybe we're thinking about it too. Um, space. Maybe they're. Um, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking know. Yeah, they, or they could be Inhumans because, in some ways, she was supposed to be considered an Inhuman. Right. Um, so they could be their new introduction to Inhumans who are on Earth because we already have. Black Bolt back in the game, so it could be the Inhumans there on Earth because that's also an issue. So, who knows? We are really excited about this show. It's it's very it's easy to get into. A lot that's going to happen. Um, you know, Bruno. Yeah, it's like that's a good a good point that you make. It's not it's not hard to get into if you don't have any um, knowledge of. It everything that's happened beforehand. Like you just see a, a girl obsessed with a superhero and then she gets powers. So it's very um, um, inviting uh, to people. Uh, like I said, it doesn't have like the, the, back, the backhand knowledge of all of the events of, and all of the characters. Yeah. So yeah, I I I like it. I like that they even and they do kind of get you caught up, you know, in, even in the first episode. So it's really good. I love that they they're really into the family. I love that they're really giving shout out to Jersey City and Jersey City. Um, I'm very familiar with Jersey City because when I lived in New York, my friends and I we moved to New York back in 2001. Um, we had a friend who was already living there, but we had another friend who lived in Jersey City. And so they, my, two, my friends lived in Jersey City, I lived in Queens. But it was always a fun thing because when I go, when I used to go and see them back and forth, when I worked at Cornell, um, I always was in Jersey City. And Jersey City is a very diverse, vibrant city. It's, a, it's um, you literally, it's only like six miles <laughs> in length, but you can literally see New York. From uh -huh. And so uh, it was neat to see the changes because the last time I was in Jersey City, we stayed in Jersey City um, was when um, Infinity War came out. I saw Infinity War in New York City, but we stayed in Jersey City. And so Jersey City has really changed. So a lot of that artwork and stuff is all over now. It's murals all over the place. It's changed since I um, lived in New York State. So it is really nice, and I'm glad they're really highlighting Jersey City because it is a very diverse place. Um, and I recommend, if you get a chance, go to Jersey City, check it out. Hoboken is not too far off because you have to go through Hoboken in order to get into the city. Um, but um, yeah, it's, 
it's a fun place to be. It was nice to highlighting that. It's very real to how the streets and everything look in Jersey City. Because <laughs> there were times in Jersey City where it just looked like had like a little bit of Detroit. There was a little bit of like it looked like Detroit in certain parts of Jersey City. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the art and all that stuff is really live there. It's really great there. So I'm glad to highlight in Jersey City. Um, but yeah, that's a show that I'm gonna be paying more attention to and watching. We we will probably talk a little bit more about that, especially when they have the cameos. We do know that Doom, not Doom, um, Damage Control are in it. Um, and they already looking into some stuff, but the Nega band, band <laughs> it's hard to say that because there's because <laughs> the country wants to say Nega band and all that stuff. But it's I think somebody, I, I think um, Paul Nerds talked about that as well. Like but it's very a lot of people keep saying that um, Nega bands when it comes to Nega band. <laughs> um, we gotta learn a lot with that because as you know, um, Nova is gonna be coming out. And Nova is also something that has dealt with that. The Nega bands, bands have been used a lot in Marvel. Different characters have had them. It basically gives you abilities and powers. Um, so be prepared to know, to learn more about those. Um, but you know, we're really getting the Young Avengers. When you stop and think about it, we're really about to get the Young Avengers because we've seen the, the young Loki or the teen Loki um, they can bring back the sons, um, Wanda's sons. They can be younger versions of themselves. They can be the Sims that she was telling <laughs> folks for the make yeah. the make believe kids, the make believe kids. Um, and then um, we 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 got Patriot. We saw him and um, Winter Soldier and Bucky. <laughs> That's not the name of that show. Captain. Um, <laughs> Well, now, you know, Captain America and Winter Soldier, we, we saw that. So we're seeing them, um, Hawkeye, we saw what's her name in that. So we're we're seeing them, eventually we're going to get the Young Avengers in some form or fashion. We're going to get them right. in there. And all that good stuff. Um, in America, we already seen America Chavez. So that's the- I want to know more about her. Yeah. So it's gonna be really nice when they get this together because I feel like they're gonna give us that before that we get another Avengers movie. Um, but we do know they're working on a Thunderbolts movie mm-hmm. and or a series. And so we did kind of see the formation of that when we saw the Countess um, kind of gather up a lot of these different people from um, Lanya, Lelania, I can never say her name, but um, Black Widow's sister that, the the true value or the great value, Captain America. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's coming up. So, there, you know, we got some stuff coming. We know the She-Hulk is coming. So, we, you know, there's some stuff on its way. Oh, but, we haven't talked about the, the She-Hulk trailer. No, we didn't. What did um, you- I wish she was bigger. Like, she looks... When I think of the She-Hulk, I think of like a really big woman. She just seems a little too petite for me. But I'm interested to see what they do with this because I I, I don't know if um Daredevil um is gonna be in it, but uh I think that we might get some kind of appearance 
uh, or cameo from uh, Daredevil, especially since he's a lawyer, she's a lawyer, but I don't know what kind of uh, law both of them practice. I think uh, Daredevil is small claims. Anyway, be that as it may, um, I, I, I struggled with how she looked. And I think that that was just like a CGI. I think that was something that came out that they wanted her bigger, but the higher ups was against her looking too big. And I'm like, well, bitch, she's the She-Hulk. Yeah, she is the She-Hulk. I think they're trying to base it. Cause somebody would say, well, in the cartoon, she wasn't like big, big. Um, and I was like, well, let me look, I have to go back and look at the cartoon. But I was like, okay, well, what have you? But it looks like that's gonna be a fun little series as well. Yeah, and I think she's pegging somebody. <laughs> she, like that's 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 right, girl. Yeah, she was carrying her man. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she's gonna get it down now. She's in the comics, she's been, you know, she even got down with the juggernaut. Um oh. they broke the bed. <laughs> so there is I'm a, surprised they didn't break the house. Well, you can, there's a, <laughs> but yeah, you, I think there's a, a clip or not a clip, but there is a, a panel, comic panel of them in the bed because um, they got together. And I'm like, I bet there was kind of, I bet there was hot between those two. Because Juggernaut, okay, we're not going to get into that. But yeah, Juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can talk about that, but you know, I don't know. If, mm, you never know. Never know. Uh, so um, that is She-Hulk. What else are we talking Do about? Do you have have you been um, watching Legendary? I, I I I need to get back into it, but I know they have been doing the most. It was almost a fight. Um, yeah, look, girl, the season's over now. Oh well, I have to get. I mean, that was quick. Yeah, they was like um, dropping like two or three episodes every week. So. Yeah, that was kind of quick. And but if I, you it was something else. I mean, Kiki Palmer was doing, was having a good time and everything else. I think she was a, a more well-rounded judge than Megan. Because Megan was just like, I don't know, I like y'all, so I'm going to give y'all a 10. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I, I love you, Megan, but this is not for you. Yeah. Like the only judge that I thought was the most uh, knowledgeable and reputable and had the the backing that knew that what they were talking about was Naomi. Yeah, Law just everybody. Law is just he's like the Simon Cowell of. Right, like he's just bitchy for bitchy. I don't, I don't. Something about him is just, it just turns me off. And like, I can understand you being a bitch, but be a bitch that knows what you're talking about. Some of the shit, I don't see it. Just like, I, I guess because he's a stylist, he'll only look at a performance from. A, a stylist perspective. I get that, but then it's not just that when you come to ballroom. Like, are you doing 
what the category is supposed to give. And if you're not, then you need to get chopped. But um, if you have watched any of the houses and have saw who was the superior house, then you probably don't need to watch anything else because <laughs> the House of Juicy Couture, some of those performances, like, uh, you know, I'm a, I love a, a good performance bitch. Mm-hmm. Being in one, choreographing one, whatever. Like, they are carrying from week to week and episode to episode to the point where, like, they should have already called it uh, the season three or four episodes ago. It was just like, they, they were just given the ooh ah sensation. And, and they were a kiki house too. And a kiki house is like a younger house, but they were showing folks up. Like some of these old established houses like La Beja, they were showing up. But I'm like, you can go ahead and watch it. It's on HBO Max. But yeah, like the season finale was yeah. like 20 minutes. What? We might need to do a separate discussion about these people, about the houses, and because there has been times where I'm like, y'all representing legendary houses. I feel like y'all need to be bringing y'all game a whole lot better. Or try to get these new kids up in there. Be like how, <laughs> um, what's her name was imposed was like, uh, we're getting the new girls up in here to show y'all off. Or even when they the House of Possessed. No, I almost said the House of Possessed, but wherever the, other <laughs> wherever the other house was. Um, um, ferocity? Yeah, when they were coming up, they were like, well, bitch, we got this new energy. I mm. think, you know, and I know Lil Beja and all them, they do have new energy, but they need, they, like, they need to be like, Let's get this new energy, the ones that we know who can carry. So when we want to lay down, they gonna they can carry this man. Because again, these are legendary houses. Mm-hmm. I expect better in these houses. You know? And I just don't know how they are grading. Like, um, did you watch last season? Yeah, I, I watched last season. So you House of Tishi was just going through the competition, and they had one bad episode and was off. And I'm like, okay, so. Is it a season long thing or are you just grading the house for this, this ball? And it, the, it felt like it was back and forth. And if uh, House of Tishi was that bad for just one night, are you not taking into consideration their performances that you all liked and graded, gave them 10s, are you not taking those other performances in consideration? Because we need to we need to know up front, not to be like so surprised when who we thought was going to go home didn't go home, and who we thought was going to stay went home. You know. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I have Kiki. Kiki does give a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do like to have changed that up a little bit. They, you know. Law can they can get somebody else, but I guess it works. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to finish off the rest of this new season. I didn't know it was done, but I think mm-hmm. we'll get into that. Um, so we're gonna 
kind of close out talking about um, Fire Island, because um, that's been a lot of discourse about Fire Island. And if you don't know about this movie, it's a Hulu movie. So you have Hulu, you can watch it, but it's told from a more people of color perspective, the two lead characters or the main lead characters are Asian. Um, it was written, produced, and directed by um, an Asian male. And so therefore it has a very strong Asian influence, uh, let me rephrase that, more people of color influence um, because the friends are people of color. Um, and they go to Fire Island. Now, the, I thought the movie was kind of cute, but a lot of people have issues with the movie because they feel like, why are we continuing going into these spaces that don't welcome us, don't, you know, don't really have a place for us. And if y'all were, you know, on Twitter, you saw there was a lot of talk about like, do we keep going to those places? Do we make a seat at the table at these places or do we make our own? Um, what Fire Island, and the movie kind of got me because all the friends are broke. They don't really have a lot of money. But to go to Fire Island, you do need to have, a, you need to have money. There is a different set where you can actually be, um, some people do own homes and stuff there. So it is set up really interesting around that space. But it's not a welcome aspect. There's been many stories about people not feeling welcome there, especially people of color. So the question has always been, why are we going there? Do we need to be there? Do we make our own spaces? So that's always been the conversation with that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I mean, I, I, we've said before we were uh, recording that Fire Island is a place that is not on that, that is not high up on my places to go as a gay person. So there's that. There's also the notion of how I look. It's there's also the notion that I won't feel comfortable in some of those predominantly white wealthy spaces. So why would I why would I put myself into a situation where I'm trying to relax, but then I can't relax because I'm in a place where I don't feel like I'm looked at as a human or I'm looked at as less than. So like people go to Fire Island to re relax and you know smoke and fuck and drink and all that jazz. Well, why would I would not? Why would I put myself into some kind of space where I wouldn't feel safe or desirable? You know, I don't want to feel like I'm just a token black man, and somebody's trying to get their mandingo fix, or say that oh I'm exotic or whatever the case may be. Yeah, because I think some black and brown men feel like, well, you know, if I am desired, I'm like you know, then I'm not, I'm enjoying myself because like, you know, they do want me. And I think sometimes it's like, well, they do want you because you fulfill a fantasy, as you were saying. Um, you're so not yeah, real to them. Yeah, you're not real to me. You are a fantasy to them. But there are events for us. There's Big Boy Summer. There's different um, cruises that are for Black and Brown people. There are a lot of other events that are happening. And sometimes they do happen in those spaces. There, for example, in Palm Springs, there have been Black gatherings there meaning to take in, take over space in predominantly white areas. Um, but then again, you have places that would do their own thing like in Orlando or in 
Miami or Atlanta. Atlanta has all hosts a lot of these spaces and places for people of color. There's a part of me that's like, I get if I get if you want to go and see it for yourself. Like if you want to go see a fire island for yourself or go see Palm Springs for yourself. I get that. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not designed for us to it for us to really take part in it. Um, yeah, they said, well, it's for all gay people. I'm like, it's it is and it isn't. I I am all for if we make our own, we can if we make our own events, we make our own spaces, we decide that Pasadena is where we're gonna have all of the black and brown people get together, have a great time. There's the Great Bear Convergence that is mostly a lot of, it's, it's, it's becoming more Latino than anything, um, but it's a lot of those same white bears that go. Um, but, you know, as I said before, Big Boy Summer and those type of events, they're out there for us. Uh, I think, you should go places where you feel safe and you can be yourself, mm-hmm. where you also feel desired in a way that is appreciative of your features. Because you know, a lot of us, we have the Negro nose, the lips, um, yep. the foreheads, we have all the things that, that is beautiful within our, our race, you know, we see as beautiful. You know, full lips is beautiful. Um, full asses, beautiful, <laughs> like all the things like that. Those are things, our attributes, the things about us. And I like being at black events where I'm appreciated. You're appreciating my Negro nose, my features, all that stuff. I feel like you are appreciative of that. I can appreciate that in other men, you know. You, of course, you know, you're surrounded by white men. And sometimes you find yourself like, God damn, none of y'all, the lips are just... You know, you a lot of bears. I'm like, y'all, like, I know y'all got that beard and stuff, but it covers up what little lips you got. And then when you make that bear face, it makes it it's so evident you ain't got no lips. So it's nice to be in a space where you can see yourselves and see the beauty of yourselves and be appreciated. You're not a token. You're just amongst the others. So, like, for example, we will have Black Pride LA soon. Uh, now, last year, I think I talked about it. It was very, there was a lot of white people in that space. And it got to a point, I was like, why are we, because we was in WeHo, we were like, why are we here? Like, we, we can go, Los Angeles is big enough, we could have had a, another space for all of us to do this at. And I think they're kind of, we don't know what they're really doing yet, but we know that that has been the consideration. Because uh-huh. um, I think the idea for that was like, yeah, we take over the white spaces. I was like, yeah, but the white people will still be in the way. They are still trying to come up in here, take up space. I don't want a lot of them there. I was like, I really don't want a lot of them there. I don't mind anybody, other, all the other races there. I'm just, uh, I'm not a fan of having the white folks there. I'm like, you, this, you have WeHo, this is all yours anyway. But I don't want to be there if we're going to, I'd rather us, when I first got to LA, we had a black beach party. Uh, we didn't have that this time, but we had a black beach party. We had a, a, a whole hotel near the airport dedicated to black pride. So I feel like I want to get back to stuff like that. But it reminded me of how it was fun to be around a lot of black people and everything. So for a lot of us, we don't feel attractive already. We come in that's not really feeling attractive by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be around other black folks or other people of color 
who appreciate those things about us and makes us feel really good and welcome. I think I started feeling more attractive when I was living in Georgia, going out in Savannah with more black venues. I felt more, I never felt more attractive than when I was around more black people and being toned by that. And I think that really helped me over the years. I was always glad for that experience because I feel like that's when I got over my hump of not thinking that I look good. But then having that black presence has always been great. Now, we'll, we've always teased about like, now dating black, that's a whole different situation. But to be around mm -hmm. other black and brown people is amazing. It feels great, all that good stuff. So if you haven't been to any um, black pride events or any black queer gay events, do that. It's, it's, it's really helpful for that. Would I go to Fire Island? So I asked if, what if it was a black, two-day black event there in Fire Island, would you go? I was like, I don't know because you still have the locals and you, mm -hmm. still, you still have the ones who live there who may feel like, oh, well, the niggers are here. So that's- <laughs> That's the hard art. Just be, you know, we'll see. But uh, I don't know. I, I, if, if I, would I go to Fire Island? No, I don't have a need to go to Fire Island. I never right. Uh, but in the movie, that's how they really bonded. They spend time, they don't get to see each other that much. They all live in the same city, so this is their way of bonding. But I was like, yeah, but most of the time, y'all also try to go out, party, and, and fuck, and all that stuff, too. So is it really bonding, or is this just an opportunity for y'all to kind of lose it and just do all that type of stuff? So I recommend y'all see the movie. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. Um, there were some things I would do differently if I was doing it, but overall, it was good to see men of color there, mm -hmm. um, as well as that cute Asian guy who was on How to Get Away with Murder. He's in the movie. Connor. Um, yeah, he's really, <laughs> really cute. I loved it. So if y'all get a chance, take a look at the movie and watch it. I'll watch it eventually. You should see it. I think you'll like it. I mean, I'm still going. I'm going through my another uh, rewatch of Pose, and Paris is Burning is on HBO Max. Oh, it's under the the TCM, the Turner Classic Movies yeah. uh, thing. So if you have not watched Paris is Burning and you have that uh, streaming app, go get your history on. Please do, um, and then maybe another time we'll talk about. Queerest Folk, because Queerest Folk, the new series is out. I, I said this on Twitter, and we'll talk about this a bit later, but I, I, I'm kind of ready for us to not, Pose gave us all the drama. Like it gave you all, they put everything in that gum. Pose, Pose gave us something, I don't want to say that it was authentic, Mm -hmm. And it was so rooted in reality. Mm -hmm. It was rooted in reality that is not often seen on the little screen. Yes. So that I'm always thankful for Stephen Canals and Ryan Murphy and all of the actors and actresses for India Moore, for MJ Rodriguez, for Dominique Jackson to see black and brown trans 
stories being told from black and brown trans actors and actresses. Mm -hmm. That's, I I don't know if we're ever going to get that. And that is disheartening. Yeah, I agree. And I know Billy Porter is working on, there is a new series that's featuring a black trans teenager. Uh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I'm excited for that. But you're right. It was the first time we got all of that. It was a lot. It was, you know, heavy at times. And I sometimes wish that we had the last season, the last half of that season was all very, you know, exciting and jolly and happy. But I kind of want to, I, I want us to go in that direction moving forward. I don't want any more heart. I, I you know people love Heartstopper and all that. And I'm like, yeah, we always have coming out stories or you know really struggling hard stories i want like a regular like a like a sign at like a seinfeld ass type of thing where it's just really about nothing and it's <laughs> good for this. we're going to go buy some jock straps and an adventure of what that was like we're trying to buy it but then it didn't work and somebody get arrested or something like something silly happening uh -huh. something silly happening we can bypass all of the this is me this is like Okay, let's get into like even like a girlfriend's version. Like we had Noah's Ark, but Noah's Ark was had some drama in it. Mm -hmm. Girlfriends, like they just hanging out watching movies. Um, there's somebody, you know, somebody who don't make a lot, somebody who's like a Tony Childs, but you know, or you could just bring Johnny Childs into that series too. <laughs> that could be basically like, yeah, be a spinoff and be like, like who's like who's like, oh, we got this new house. Well, who gave it to us? And then here comes Tony, like, and, or she hired one of them, they work in Tony's company. And right. so he's like in there, like, you know, the boss, like, you know, we get to see the boss every once in a while. That would be fun. It'd be like, well, here's Tony up in there. Cause you know, the gays live for Tony Childs. We do. Um, Jim Marie Jones is beautiful. I would love to see more of Jill and everything. Um, so something like that, I would like to see more of just like frivolous bullshit, you know, just right. like, or like something like, bitch, we get like a, like a show about like the drag girls. Like, you know, we bypass all the drama stuff. It's just us going out. Like a, a almost like a docu-series type of thing, but it's in a sitcom format. Yeah, not like we're going to different, like the one on HBO, like we're here. Like that we're one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's cute. That's cute. But more of them like, well, you know, like, yeah, like it's like a group of them. Like we we travel all across the country doing shows, and it's just them mm -hmm. just being ridiculous. And they just almost like how Tu Wong Fu was like that. Almost like okay, we're going somewhere. We like oh child, this town. But you know they having fun in the town, mm -hmm. and they, you know, and there's something fun and new. A little like a little like almost like Golden Girls meets Tu Wong Fu. Like even like that. Old Queens, you know, something like that. That could be the name of the show, Old Queens. Mm -hmm. And them living in Miami too. <laughs> Just like sitting up for like, girl, when I, you know, somebody was the hoe or still the hoe. Um, you know, something like that. We can, there can be some more fun, uplifting, mindless stuff. Right. You know, like if you do, if you do give us drama, give us the camp drama. Like we know it's camp, you know. To the point we're just laughing at it because it's just ridiculous. 
like Soapbox. Like, you remember that movie? Ah, <laughs> uh, I ain't heard that, that title in a minute. You know, like, you know, because, you know, it was based off whatever it's so, I can't remember the name of the soap opera they were in that particular thing, but it was just so ridiculous. Um, oh, hey, I always thought that they had Peaches, and I forgot the gay character's name from, um, it's a- Low Down Dirty Chain? Yeah. They could have had a show together, just those two. And I would have watched that. They could come back and, well, I think, no. Because, yeah, Wayman died. Yeah. So but it would have been cute because I would have watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were solving crimes or whatever. I'm like, that would have been cute because that would have been fun to watch. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're in 2022. It's time to have queer shows that, that doesn't have to be about coming out or being put down or being murdered. or We could just have stupid ass shows like you know like it can be like a empty nest like those type of shows taxi uh-huh. take shows like taxi alice it could be three gay folks working in a damn diner like that could be fun too yeah and a straight boss that don't get it but gets it at the same time like i hired y'all but y'all queens you know my nerd. like stuff like that that'll be funny like a gay vera <laughs> <laughs> A gay, well, hell, Flo was a drag queen. Let's just, yeah. And how many people were, how many drag queens will be? I feel like Flo has influenced a lot of drag queens at that point, too. So, especially the country ones, the southern ones. So, I don't know. I just like to have something there than just the sad old stuff. That's true. It's time to change it. Well, I guess that is our show this week. Unless we have anything else we want to add to it. Uh, one more thing. Did you see the story that uh, Batman voice actor uh, Kevin Conroy Con- yeah. Cor- yeah, Conroy d- did in DC's um, Pride stories? Yes. Um, and we should quickly mention that that is out. Go get that. I have it. Great stories, friends of the show, Steph I Will, has uh, a story in there. So do check it. Also, uh, Steph I Will has a new Nubia series. Um, it's a limited series. Y'all go check that out. It's Nubia Queen of the Amazons. That is going out to get that came out too. Um, but yeah, that was a cute story. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin, we all know Kevin. And Kevin is a, a huge part of the DC world. So, I thought it was cute. It was nice. I know he did like a little video about it. He talked about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was very nice. Um, and everybody was like, oh, I didn't realize he was gay. And I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah, he came out <clears throat> a few years ago. Yeah. yeah so yeah, all that, that Batman that you was loving back in the 90s <laughs> and all up and through the 2000s, yeah. He's gay, girl. So is. And I love that Mark Hamill, you know, was like one of the first people to be like, um, this is great and everything else. And Mark Hamill, if y'all know that, not only is he Luke Skywalker, he's also the Joker. He's the voice of the right. Joker. If you didn't know that, I don't know where the hell you've been. Because <laughs> he gave us, that's the Joker that I, I only recognize, to be honest with you. I only recognize that Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, and even um, uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Right, I was like, you better put some name on Jack on the side. He did give us, a, he gave us a Joker. I would never forget that man. When I saw that movie as 
when I was young in the theater, he got, he did freak me out because I was like, I think that was one of the first movies I saw when I moved down here, mm. all those years ago in '89. Oof. Yeah, we're we're getting up. Well, there's some old hoes, but yeah, we've been. <laughs> but yeah, you know it's. You know, if y'all get a chance, go get the DC Pride. The Marvel one will be out very soon, but get the DC one. It's full of great stories from Dan Lore, um, Vida Ayla. Um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, Justin, Justin, we, we had Justin on the show. He did a story. Um, so, you know, get in it. Well, Justin created the character, well, created, um, gave us more of the queer Aqualad, and there's a great story in there with that. And he gave us a storyline that in, in the Aquaman series. So do check that out. I mean, it's, it's a really good book. It's a thick book, so check that out. But there's been a lot of great queer stuff. DC is killing it. I was just at the D, I was just at Warner Brothers. Where I work, Warner Brothers is literally across the street, like across the street, and then next to us. So I occasionally go in there just so I can escape work. <laughs> and they have a nice pride um, section where I bought a, a shirt the other day. Um, so it's a lot of good stuff over there. So I need to get over at Disney. I need to pull a little bit of work rank and go over there to Disney and see if they got any Marvel stuff that I can read. Um, <laughs> huh? I said, well, give me, give me a, a couple of shirts. <laughs> they got some good ones. I might wear um they have a tank a pink tank top with um King Shark on it. And I was like, that's cute. And I'm like, because <laughs> uh, somebody was I was explaining to a student that King Shark is uh is by mm-hmm. apparently by um and it was like where does that say that? And I was like, Oh, I guess you haven't watched the animated um film because there's a part where um what's his name? Constantine sees King Shark. Yep. And they thought it was about um, Harley as the ex. It's like, no, King Shark was his ex. So, you know, he's he not paying attention. Oh. King Shark is one of us. But I like that pink tank top. So I might pick that one up too. I picked up the pink Wonder Woman shirt. Um, but um, I might pick that up too. There's a Robin shirt. No, there's a Nightwing shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing but it's not showing his booty though i was like well you can't put him on, on a t-shirt if we not that ass better be awesome yeah it has to and, and then whoever cast they cast that person better have some ass um, right well the gays are not going <laughs> so i'm just saying we're not going to it if he ain't got no ass because y'all already messed up with the titan show but that's a really that <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for this week. Um, so, yeah, that is it for us. That's it. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Mechachine One. I'm at What Porters Say. Victor's at Wonderman Five. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify. Uh, we have a website, PodOfTheShing.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Megashine. Anything else? That is it. You know, be safe out there because as we talked about in the beginning, you know, there's people who can't stand for us to be happy. So be safe out there. You know, drink some water because it's hot. 
Take your prep. Have a good time. And with that, we'll see y'all later. <laughs>